0: Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 173 of Stream of Thought. And after a countless number of times trying to record this intro, all I'm going to say is we talk at the outset about nature nature animals and stuff and then we get into a conversation about trampolines the fun and joy of childhood experiences there that's all i'm gonna say i'll pass it over to victor for the rest
1: we also talk a little bit about swimming yes the weather is getting a little cooler but we reminisce on the times that we would go to our friend's lake house ride the wave runners hang out on the boat get some of that creepy seaweed up on your leg when you're in the water We also talk about the adventures in the PCC and the meeting that Rick's recently had. Was it exciting or was it not? You'll just have to listen to find out. So that being said, episode number 173 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy.
0: Oh man, dude, we're experiencing some pretty intense wind right now. (laughs) <laughs> we had a we had a storm come through gusts up to 60 miles an hour, tornado warnings all across Illinois. Wow, yeah,
1: I mean I can I can hear just outside just the wind slamming against the wall. I remember a few times when the wind has been so strong that we could you know I'd stand outside on the sidewalk on top of my skateboard and the wind would just push me while I just stood there on the skateboard. I don't think I ever did that. But, yeah or where you're walking down the street or you don't have to be walking but you just have to do. Sta- but you're, you're standing there but you have to put one foot behind the other to brace yourself because if you just stand there you know feet planted just straight up you're gonna get blown over
0: the worst the worst is when there's rain added into the mix and you gotta have an umbrella Ooh. or something
1: and you got sideways rain and, oh <laughs> yeah. my
0: goodness yeah not even a poncho will save you then
1: no, you got rain coming in all directions.
0: Yeah, that's that's much less fun than uh than walking to school like a mile in six feet of snow or
1: whatever. <laughs> but dude, it was the other day I was driving around and it was uh it was pretty windy out here. Like I'm I'm looking up at these palm trees and they're swaying real hard back and forth and it was very odd because the weather out here is Pretty much perfect in all aspects of weather. Really? So you guys don't get wind uh, s- too much? No, never. Wow. Just sunshine. And it, Yeah, and it only rains like one out of every 10 days, so. Yeah, I don't know what the exact statistics are. When I first moved here that winter, it had rained. It, it rained like the most it ever rained in a long, long time. So much that it brought, brought the state out of a seven-year drought. And then the last winter... It rained, you know, but the first winter I see it was raining all the time. There were days where it would rain like I easily probably four or five days out of the week.
0: Was that the time when uh, I remember that there was like a national news story for like a week about the mudslides that were caused? I don't know if that was around where you were, but that was, uh, I know California I'm not
1: sure. I'm not sure exactly. I can't recall. But what is good is that uh, – and you'll probably enjoy this. Okay. That it's been pretty you know, quote unquote cold lately. Where it gets okay. oh man, the other day, dude, it got down all the way to fifty one degrees. Oh my. Wow. Break out <laughs> break out the parka. I'm get... like driving around my car, I'm like, Why is it so cold? I'm like, oh shit, it's fifty one degrees outside. Get those That's wolf why. pelts ready. Now this is at, this was at night, but yeah, we're still it's still pretty warm. I mean today it's gonna get up to eighty, so that's cool. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think the Midwest is past that phase. We're not we're not looking at any any uh <laughs> above fifty degree weather, I think, for the rest of rest of fall.
1: Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I really like watching the leaves change color. But the only thing that sucked when I was back I mean not the only thing that sucked, but I mean one of the things that was noticeable was just the amount of overcast all the time it, it's if you think about it I, I think we've had this conversation before it's odd you 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 notice it and it's very obvious when you walk outside and there's snow on the ground but the sun is out oh
0: yeah yeah that's that's a, such a surreal experience especially when it's like a a clear
1: blue sky too and it's yeah. just everything, it's it's kind of upside down. Um, Especially when, uh, like in, in March, every so often when there's snow on the ground, the sun is out, and it's 40 degrees, which means you can walk out without a jacket on. You can walk out jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Jeans and t-shirt weather in the Chicagoland area, 40 degrees, and there's snow on the ground, and it's melting. Absolutely. It's melting. Yep
0: that's uh, the other the other fun part too at least uh, for me anyway in the Midwest uh, as as we exit fall into winter or whatever are all the animals that start getting plumper and plumper like the squirrels that end up tripling in size you got the raccoons that are suddenly the size of like a Volkswagen beetle or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we, uh, we oh I, I can't remember if I mentioned by the way just a side tangent uh, that we had found a couple of dead birds uh, scattered throughout our yard over the past couple of weeks.
1: Now were these birds uh, murdered by a cat? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You shake so your head. Yeah. This yep. is what we,
0: <laughs> this is the presumption that we were going under. However, the cat and this kind of click today uh, was that the cat normally brings his kill up to the door and tries to sneak it inside. Whether it's a it's a mouse or it's a bird or whatever, he always tries to get his his kill indoors. These were these were scattered throughout the yard, and uh, my mom noticed. Today, this morning, that there was a fox prowling around the bird feeders,
1: and interesting,
0: we are we are under the presumption that it is in fact a fox that is um, doing doing the damage to these wonderful, lovely, fattening birds. I mean, they're just so plump, fox so irresistible. The fox doesn't eat them.
1: I I mean, I don't know. They're just killing for
0: sport. I would assume it tries to eat them. Um, I, I actually haven't seen any of the carcasses; they've all been removed before I, I go outside to see what they look like. I think they're partially eaten, though.
1: I imagine that when uh, you and your mom walk outside and see these dead birds scattered, <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, it's like that scene in Jurassic World where they walk out and they see all the Brontosaurus are just like oh, had been please. just being killed, it's- and they're like you know, and they're like, why you know why would he do this? And they're like, "Well, oh, he's testing his capabilities to see. Cause that, that, that one dinosaur was made in a lab. Remember? Mm. But that's what I imagine walking out and seeing all these scattered birds would just be like when you're walking out in Jurassic world and seeing all the <laughs> scattered dead, um, uh, peaceful dinosaurs. Yeah.
0: That would, that would be quite the sight. I don't think it's anything that intense. We also saw for some reason, there's a Falcon hanging around, uh, our yard as well. It's a massive, massive bird. It's like the size of our dog. I mean, it. I like
1: wingspan wise. It's like, geez. I thought it was an eagle at first, but I guess it's a. I guess it's a hawk. Dude, I saw once in college. I can't remember if I told you this, but I was walking on campus and I saw this. Uh, I saw a hawk in the sky, and then I saw it start to dive. And I was like, "What is this guy doing? He was diving because they go so fast." And he dove straight into these bushes that were up against a building. He goes straight into the bushes and you and you see and hear a little bit of a rustle. And then the thing just uh, flew out of the bushes with a mouse in its talons. Oh, wow. It's like, Damn. This bird was just chilling in the sky and saw this thing from the sky through the bushes comes down because it's like what is he doing he's just gonna he looks like he's gonna kill himself (laughs) goes straight into the bushes russell 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 flies out with a mouse
0: they have such good eyesight that's that's so cool that you got to see that i don't think i've ever seen uh, something like that in action although my favorite moment of uh animal hunting came from uh it was like four years ago or something like that when my cat ended up jumping Onto the bird feeder and snapping a bird off the feeder itself.
1: It's like, jeez, oh oh my god. I told you how I saw coyotes hunt for geese one time, right? Did I ever tell you that? I don't think so. I don't recall that. uh, When I was at the Naperville Park District, uh, because we would show up to a park, and then sometimes we'd have to just depend, like if it was the first park in the morning, because you get there... You gas up, you check out the truck, you go to the park, but by uh, city ordinance, we were not allowed to start cutting grass until 7 a.m., and so sometimes we'd be there, we'd be ready at like 6.45, 6.50, but because of the city ordinance, we can't start until 7 a.m., and so we're just standing there waiting to start, and uh, you see in this big, huge field. You see these two geese, and then you see off like maybe 50 yards away, these Uh, two coyotes and you can see their body language they're kind of hunched down and they're kind of trotting a little bit closer and you see they're together and then they start to and then the coyotes spread apart you know for hunting tech but they they the geese could see them because it was just a big huge open Open field. field and there wasn't really any there wasn't any really change in elevation or any little hills where they can kind of like or trees where they can hide behind And so they flew away. They never came close, really, but it was exciting. It was really cool to see. I love watching on planet Earth. They do a shot where I think it's like, I can't remember where exactly, but I know it's some type of wild dog where they, maybe dingoes or something, where they have an aerial view, a bird's eye view, and you see the dog, you see the whatever it is, wild dogs or wolves hunting, and you see them spreading apart. And then going in certain directions to try and uh, manipulate the movement of whatever their prey is so that they can go in for the kill. Oh,
0: yeah, to see that. By the way, Planet Earth, oh, man, I just – that makes me nostalgic just hearing that.
1: Dude, Planet Earth was the coolest thing that I probably had ever seen come out in the, like, high school slash college. Oh, yeah. 2006. And it's just like – the amazing just like incredible high definition the camera work the amount of time it took i don't know i think it was at least five years of constant recording Mm -hmm. and i I, have you ever seen some of the uh behind the scenes
0: no i haven't
1: i'm I'm assuming they're pretty tight that's a that those are a dedicated group of individuals that got that work done
0: well just just last uh, last animal story not quite uh, not qu- quite planet earth, but for some reason I don't know <laughs> and this probably got me started thinking of it this morning I was just uh, browsing through YouTube or whatever and every once in a while I'll just get a, a random video that has m- millions of views or something like that and for some reason, this video caught my attention, it was something like, uh, feeding, feeding 25 raccoons or something like this, and it was just a 20-minute video of a guy who has, like, a quarter million subscribers or whatever, lives out in the middle of nowhere, looks, like, pretty far up north, seemed to be pretty cold, and, uh, there were literally 25 massive raccoons that he was sitting down feeding, like, hot dogs to, he ended up feeding, like, dry food and stuff, and for 20 minutes, it was just him feeding 25 raccoons who would come up and, with their paws, just grab, like, a hot dog, go off to the side when they were done, come back for another hot dog. He went through 10 pounds of hot dogs. He went through, like, three cartons of cookies, went through, uh, like, two boxes of cereal, and uh, he was saying, basically, this is going to be more or less their last chance to eat for a while because it's going to be dipping down into the, the negatives uh, wherever he so is. So
1: these are his raccoons or these are just raccoons no, that these live are in his wild area raccoons. he feeds them? But he, has, okay. he had
0: names for all of them, so he he recognized them uh, and uh, had, had his own little pet names. But no, they just come out of the woods. Uh, I, he mentioned something like a lot of times because they know that his place is a source of food that mother raccoons would drop off their babies there and just leave them. So yeah, uh, I guess it's become like an orphanage for raccoons. It was it was such a it was such a wild sight. I was it's like wow. I didn't realize watching somebody feed twenty five raccoons would be this enjoyable.
1: There was a uh, there's a video that I saw on Instagram where this dude, it, like a pied piper, he's just playing his uh, flute or recorder or whatever wind instrument he has ocarina whatever the hell it is you know (laughs) he's playing this thing and there are so many raccoons that are just lulled in front of him that are just enjoying the music oh that's wild! and they're just super chill and uh there was another video i saw also of i can't remember i think there was an instrument i think it was an instrument but some one was doing something, and then and then a bunch of cows came up to the fence where they were. Cows, because some some other some giant animal. I'm pretty sure it was cows, but anyway, I would love to have raccoon. Uh, I mean, I've seen them around sometimes, but. Aside from the whole rabies thing and disease, well, yeah, I'd love to just—I'd love to just cuddle up with some forest animals.
0: <laughs> I love yes. to just
1: like take a take a nap in the forest and have some uh, raccoons or like chipmunks or squirrels just like nestle up next to me and we all just hang out and nap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you you have not you have not changed since all those years in your your wilderness journey yeah. from from post college.
1: Yeah, dude. Well, one time it was so weird. Uh it's really I don't know, I don't know how often you know what your backyard needs? What? A hammock. A hammock?
0: Where would it go though? There aren't trees close enough to be able to, to set no, up. No, but you hammock. can just
1: you don't I mean you don't have to set up you can get one from Walmart that's got like the metal that sets up on its own, you know, that has the metal frame. But uh, I remember when I was in Colorado, it was so refreshing to just sleep outside. And I'm not talking about like in the tent. But in the middle of the day, take a nap and I'm just sleeping on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's funny because I would be like a couple times I'd be like half awake, but I could, um, I could like, how do I describe this? It's very strange. You could, you could sense the inquisitiveness of the animals around you <laughs> because, if you just stay in one place long enough, you kind of become a part of the environment, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not like moving around. We're not throwing a ball around. I'm just like lying there for a few hours, just chilling out, open my eyes every so often. But you can like – and a mouse jumped over me one time. I felt something like crawl on me and then jump away. Really? But, uh, okay. You can kind of you can kind of feel like the animals are like, hmm, what, what's what's this guy doing? <laughs> Let's here? check it
0: out. Yeah. Well, yeah. we used to have a trampoline in our back and uh, backyard, and so every once in a while, when the weather was nice, I would just go out there and lie on the trampoline for like an hour. Oh yeah. And just
1: look up at the at the sky. Yeah. So yeah, we had a trampoline for my goodness, wow. We had a trampoline for like over ten years. You had a trampoline. Yeah, we got it. When I was, I think, when I was in eighth grade, I think at the end of eighth grade, or the summer, right after eighth grade. Yeah, we definitely because I, I we definitely had it when I was a freshman in high school. When I, I definitely because I definitely remember being a freshman in high school, and we'd throw a bunch of leaves on the trampoline and then jump on the trampoline and all the leaves would bounce up, and then right one yes. one time. In college, I think I took it apart because I was tired because uh, you'd have to move it every so often to mow the lawn. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it would get neglected. And so like the ground underneath the trampoline would just be like dirt and hard. <laughs> Permanent. Like, rock hard. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. And so I took it apart and then my sister at the time would have been like, yeah, I think she was, like, 13 or 14. She got pissed, and so she set it back up. Her and her friends set it back up all by themselves. And then, I can't remember <laughs> when, we finally got rid of it. I don't even know. Dude, that's almost exactly what my sister did, it. too.
0: Because we would take it down every once in a while, and uh, when whenever she had friends over, like, she would go back and set it up, like, once or twice. <laughs> I totally, yeah. Yeah. What it does to the grass, though, is just, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Trampolines are such a bad and idea. And now that the I log. think
1: about it, like, we had the trampoline for several years before we finally got, uh, like, where you could put a net around it, you know, for safety. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've seen those. I mean, we, de- we definitely had the trampoline for probably at least five or six years. And then we finally got that. And I don't know why. It was, like, no one ever got hurt.
0: I know! That but was the craziest part. I could have assumed that...
1: Looking back, I'm just like that is so freaking dangerous to have just kids just like jumping up and down like without a net on.
0: So dangerous! Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, looking back, I have no idea how none of none of my siblings or I got injured there. I think we had a couple of times where we kind of hit the side or something, but we never broke a bone or anything or cracked our skulls open, but. Yeah, it's uh oh yeah. The 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 neglect for safety back then. That was that was crazy. There
1: was one time though when this kid uh who was our next door ne- <laughs> was our next door neighbor. Uh he was I mean, he's at the time I don't even know how old he was, maybe like 7 cuz I would have been 19 or 20. He'd always come over to hang out and jump on the trampoline with us because he was really little and he liked hanging out with bigger kids. And so whenever we'd out, we were outside, he would just kind of hang with us. And one time I, uh, I'm i in my house and I see through the window my brother and our neighbors jumping up and down. And then I saw the uh, the little kid come over. And they were going to double – they were all – so my brother and a few of his friends were on the trampoline and they were going to use all of their force to double jump Jonah, the little kid, to just launch him in the air, right? Oh my god. So you have like these three or four teenagers, you know, that are bouncing this little kid and they bounce him a few times and dude, I'm looking through the window in my house and they bounce him like super high in the air, (laughs) but he doesn't just go straight up in the air. He kind of goes straight up in the air, but he kind of goes – he's kind of – as he's going up in the air, he's kind of moving towards the outside of the trampoline. But not only is he moving outside towards the trampoline, he gets double jumped in the air. He's moving outside the trampoline. And imagine if you're looking out the window at this. If you're looking out the window and you see a kid gets bounced over and then – He's moving to your left, and while he's moving to your left, his body is turning clockwise. Yeah. So he's moving up to the left. As he's in the air, his body is turning clockwise. As he's coming down, half of his body, his shoulders, head, and torso hit the edge of the trampoline. So then he immediately his body uh, goes in the opposite direction, counterclockwise, and boom hits the ground wow did he
0: get up right away
1: hell no dude it was one of those moments where something crazy happens when you're a kid and there's a there's a pause there's a silence and then you just hear just uh wailing yeah he was just crying and crying like whoa there's sound what are you okay <laughs> And then he just starts, yeah, just starts wailing away and crying. And and the first, the first thought is, in any situation like that, it's not, "I hope you're okay," or "What can we do to make this better." It's, "Shut the fuck up," so you don't get us in trouble.
0: Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. I have to say, I don't know if you were this this way too. I don't think I ever really cried when I got in. You know, I mean, I had a brick dropped in my head twice by my brother i didn't cry during any of those situations um i've been slammed into walls i've been thrown off my bike i've been hit by cars you know all that sort of stuff i can't remember i don't i mean maybe it's all the brain damage is kind of blocking those memories but i don't know if i ever really cried experiencing a boo-boo growing up
1: i mean he was like six or seven years old so I oh, oh
0: okay I, I thought he was a little older than that okay
1: no, he was a little kid.
0: <laughs> I will say, though, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, my brother and I did that with my sister uh, jumping up. But I think she'd be, she was like laying on there or whatever. We might have taken turns, too, where we just jump,
1: jump, jump, bounce him up or whatever. But we weren't standing up or anything. Uh, Dude, a few times we would be jumping and we'd have, this is, we would put, because when you're jumping on the trampoline, you don't you don't hit the ground right and so sometimes we would go un- someone would go underneath the trampoline with their and look up as someone is jumping which is super fucking dangerous because every once in a while if you're just the right weight and you jump in just the right spot you will jump and your feet will hit the ground did you, yeah. you must have had a small small uh, trampoline. Nope, there? nope. We'd, be, I think you had to be double jumped. Okay. And I think you had to land perfectly straight in the spot and you come down and uh, you could touch the ground. Okay. For like a second.
0: Yeah, because ours never came close to that. It was probably about, I want to say, 12 feet in uh, diameter.
1: Yeah, so pr- I think that was about okay. The same as ours. That's so maybe. interesting. Yeah, no,
0: never, never even came close to that. I, I didn't even know that was an option because normally it's it's about uh, four feet off the ground or whatever. I think ours was about right. four feet, five feet. But uh, yeah, four feet because we were short, but we were still able to like climb on and get over.
1: We put our dogs on the uh, trampoline one time. <laughs> yes, but we weren't. I mean, no, I we know. weren't jumping. Yeah, but it just. But we just. they were just. It was they. Yeah. They had no idea what to do. It was so awkward for them to walk on the trampoline, like walking on
0: Jello or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could tell they did that thing where they lift up the foot and they're kind of wanting to put it down, but they don't really know what to do. Yep, yep. But <laughs> uh, fun times. Did you ever master any tricks on the trampoline?
0: Uh, no. I I did. The extent of my tricks was uh, I would. Bounce up, land on my butt, and then bounce back to my feet. That was that was probably the extent <laughs> of my skills. I was not brave enough to try and... I think I tried
1: to do a flip <laughs> once, but no. The extent of my tricks, jump up, <laughs> bounce on my butt, back up to my feet. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's oh about it. What gosh. about you?
0: What about you? You do, you do flips and stuff?
1: I mean, your standard front flip, and then I could do a front flip, a 180, you know, so whatever that's called okay. and a backflip, but the backflip is, it's so, uh, it feels so unnatural to do. It feels so scary. Like you just have to do it and then you can do it, but it's, it's so weird.
0: <laughs> you just have to do it. Then you can do it. But yeah, yeah. I
1: love, I, because it's. Because when you do the backflip, there's a moment where, like, there is no safety, right? There is no, like, if you do a front flip, you could not complete the front flip and you land on your back, like, whatever. But there's a moment of such uh, vulnerability yes. when you're doing the backflip. Oh, so much. Yeah. So sometimes when I would do a backflip, I wouldn't go directly over. I would kind of – I don't know how to describe it. I'm not going to bother. But I did the back for a while and then I couldn't do it and then I did do it and now I don't care. <laughs> if, <laughs> exactly. if I, I don't care if I can or can't, whatever. <laughs> yep, me neither. <laughs> but what about on the uh, diving boards? Did you do any tricks or anything you like to do when you jumped off diving boards at Bro, sunset pool?
0: I was terrified of the diving boards. I mean you know that I failed swim lessons three times in a row. I th- no, I never knew that. Are you serious? I, I never mentioned that I to you? I never knew so, that. So, no. third grade, I took my first swim classes. I was too scared to put my head below water. So, I couldn't complete
1: the course because I... I... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Even if you're just standing there in the water? Or is the water, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that, that was, five feet? And... No, I mean, it was, it was about, you know, it was in the shallow end
0: or whatever. But they were, it was the first step in teaching you how to, like like breathe underwater or whatever. Um so they were just going through the basic motions of putting your head under the water. Freaked me out way too much. Uh ended up I don't yeah, I didn't complete the lesson so I failed it. So then in 4th grade, I took 3rd grade swimming lessons again. Got a little bit further and then I think I failed one more time. Uh and then after that it was just like screw it. I mean, it was uh I think the 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 thing that I couldn't do at the very end of the lesson was jump off the diving board it was just it was too much I
1: and is that part of the lesson was like all right guys here's the final test jumping off the diving board like it wasn't really a test but it was a thing to do at the end of the class because it was fun and you're like fuck this and he's like dude what all right
0: <laughs> failed yeah I, it's something like that i i can't remember exactly how it went but i do know that i had to repeat the same swimming class, classes uh for more than one year in a
1: row. So. Dude, when I was a kid, I would take swim lessons at the Y and uh, my dad would bring me there and I would have swim lessons while he did whatever it was, swam in the other pool or I think, yeah, he definitely just did swimming in the other pool. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm saying this knowing my dad, he was not on the treadmill or lifting (laughs) weights. He was just in the lap lane while I was in the other pool. And dude, for one of the swim lessons, they're like, all right, guys, now we're going to go in the raft. And, uh, you know, we're going to pretend like uh, there's a thunderstorm and you all fall out of the raft and you guys have to swim to the edge of the pool. I'm like, wait, what? And so we're in the raft, this blow-up raft. And then the instructors go underneath and they kind of make it a little shaky. Whoa, 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 whoa! And they just completely flip the thing over. And as a kid, you're – I mean, I don't know. My thing was like, fuck this! Like, I I'm all for fun and games, but to just it it, it, the, it was such a tumultuous uh, almost traumatic. Pa- it was such a tumultuous path from being in the raft, and now all of a sudden you're being because I was three or four, you're a child, you're being pushed up and turned over, and then submerged back into the water. Yeah. And it's, it's like – and it's it, – the reason that I – looking back now, I didn't like it was because I think the first time we did it, it was one of those things where like – you I didn't – obviously, I didn't die. But it was one of those things where I got water that went up my yeah, nose yeah. and then trickled down the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. And that was why I was just so abhorrently against it. Like, no, fuck this. I'm good just one time. I I, I, ha- I hate water. I hate swimming.
0: There was one time when I was at the uh, the lake house with the, uh, I can't remember if you were there with Cooper, uh, Cooper's Lake House. And probably there was, uh, we were all out in the middle of the lake on the boat and everyone was getting in. I don't think anyone really was wearing vests or anything like that. And yeah, no, I, I was not wearing a vest. And so went off and then the boat started drifting away and I'm just like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't get to the boat. I'm try- trying to, like, doggy paddle or whatever, but it keeps... And so Cooper, Cooper has <laughs> to turn on the engine and, like, speed the boat around, and I'm just, like, trying to claw for dear life, because I'm, I'm a very yeah. I'm a very dense human being, and so <laughs> so it's very... I don't know. I sink very easily, and so I'm just... I. It was the most terrifying experience. Um, I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, but survival instincts overtook that, and here I am today.
1: Dude, I don't know what it is, but I definitely remember any time I'm in a lake, especially when I was when we were at uh, at Cooper's Lake House, where you're in the water and you feel like seaweed against your foot or yes, leg. Yes, 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 yes. Dude, that freaks me out. I don't know. I know it's just a plant, but I just get so terrified for a split moment when something unexpectedly, you know, touches my slides it slides against your leg dude. oh yeah you, you never know what it is in that initial it's instance so weird but yeah going to his lake house was super fun do you remember when uh do you remember when when we were there uh and one morning the lake was it looked like glass it was completely flat there were like zero waves in the lake because it was early in the morning and then we went out on the wave runner and you were like, all right, don't, don't go too fast. It was like, all oh right. Oh my and God. Man, <laughs> just, yeah. I would just yeah, throw yeah. us off. Oh
0: my goodness. Yes. That was, yeah. That you guys had, you guys had a blast doing that.
1: Just that was go fun. up to,
0: I, I forget how fast they went. They, they went up to, dude,
1: those things,
0: like uh, 30 miles an hour, 20, 25, I think 30? they could,
1: I think they could get up to like 50 miles an hour.
0: I just remember, yeah, that,
1: uh... I think they can get up to 50. I don't know how fast we went, but I know it was pretty wicked It was wicked pretty fast. dang fast.
0: Well, and then, and then whenever whoever was driving did the sharp turn or whatever, and the person would just fly off and skip across oh, the water. Oh, yeah, they just get thrown off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was, that was wild. That was, um, probably, probably the height of adrenaline in my early childhood. I mean, that was that was absolutely terrifying. I can't remember. There was one time, though, I can't remember if you you were on the back, uh, on my back, and I was driving or whatever, but I, I tried doing the same thing, and I flipped the boat, <laughs> or one, oh, of a, really? one of us flipped the boat. Damn. I can't remember what that was, but yeah, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay. I did
1: that in uh, middle school at Boy Scout camp for the small boat sailing merit badge. We completed our merit badge, I think, and so we were able to take the boats out, these little, I can't remember what they're called, small boats <laughs> with sails, okay. and we would play uh, chicken with each other. So we'd have these two sailboats going at each other, and uh, we'd turn last minute, but when you turn, you turn with such force that at one one time we turned, and the boat tipped over. Not only... it. Completely turtled. It would, The boat was completely uh, upside down uh-huh. in the water. And here we are. We're like 11 or 12. <laughs> and we're trying to get it back up. Yeah. And the people, they told us what would happen. And they're like, the adults, nope, we're not helping you. Figure it out on your own, guys. You got to do this yourself. Get it flipped back.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, you got to have that experience. I feel like that's just part of uh, growing up. New new life experiences. Yeah. When you when you ram boats into each other, stuff can happen.
1: Dude, I was um, I was thinking of all the things that kids do just that they find entertaining and really is for adults. It's like, what are you, like, why are you doing this? I don't understand. But one thing that I, that I did like that I thought was funny, this happened to me twice now, where last night I'm uh, – I'm driving around, and I get stopped at a stoplight because just, a f- dude, hundreds of people on bicycles just overtake the streets. Oh, my goodness. And there are so many people on these bicycles. And I'm starting to think, like, how are there so many people? Like, at, there must have been that I saw at least, like, a thousand people. But then I was thinking, like, wait a minute. Are they just circling the block? Are there so many of them? that they're circling the block because it did sitting at this intersection. It was like, where are all these cyclists coming from? They just, it just doesn't stop. I was sitting there for probably 10 minutes. Wow. And I thought like, I was like, they gotta be circling the block. I don't know. But it happened to me once before, but dude, I thought it was really funny. I was smiling. I mean, it was like adults too. It's not just kids, but it's one of those things where, uh, you, it's no harm, no foul. Well, you know, it's not like it's not like smashing pumpkins. It's a, it's a it's a
0: sight yeah, or or mailboxes. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's uh it's a sight to behold. I mean, it's kind of one of those things when you're on the subway's in New York and you come across these random eccentric people like they don't you know, they're they're going to dance and stuff like that and ask for money, but it's just an interesting sight to behold. It's like, "Oh, I would never see yeah. this anywhere
1: else." So, that's cool, some of their bicycles are blinged out They got lights and everything on it <laughs>
0: Yes, Some people are hardcore with bikes I uh, I, w- I was always on that, that Periphery of how decked out my bike was I, would, I mean, obviously I'd always have A, a front light and uh, Stuff like that, but I tried Every once in a while to deck out my bike But unfortunately I'd break every accessory That I put on there, so it didn't last too long
1: The other uh, The other day there's someone riding their bicycle And then they were in the bike lane and then I passed them because I was on the electric bike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. So the electric- and another time, well, last year too, well, that was the first time I rode an electric bike. Last year we rode the bikes up to the Hollywood sign, and people will ride their bicycle up to the Hollywood sign, and uh, great exercise. And uh, the three of us were on these electric bikes, and we're. Going up the last stretch to the Hollywood sign, and there's this guy in his in his uh, bike, decked out with all his bike gear. He's got the sports sunglasses, you know, the, the helmet, the, span- the
0: gloves,
1: the spandex uh, stuff, the spandex, yeah. the you know, the. Uh, the batman utility belt of miniature water bottles yes. around his waist yes, yes. you know <laughs> batman he's got the utility shoes belt. i like that he's got the <laughs> <laughs> he's got the shoes that clip into the pedals you know uh, and he's uh, uh, he's hustling he's getting up there he's he's moving and then here we are you know just enjoying the afternoon just strolling zipping right by him
0: <laughs> that was pretty funny
1: that's awesome but yeah, dude. The, I was thinking again yesterday, man. This electric bike, you know. I was going to ask. can s- never go back. Still, I yeah, still going
0: strong. That's great. Just just wait till yeah. you get in your first wreck. We'll see what you have to say after after that.
1: Dude, I came close the other day. Really? Because I was going to go I was going to dude, I I was like, "Fuck." Uh because I was tr- uh we were at a stopped light. The light um the stopped light means it's red. So the light's red and i was going to i'm in between traffic and i was going to make a left turn at the next light but there was no left turn lane so i was like shit so i need to go back to the right cuz i'm not going to stop traffic i'm not going to be a bicycle stopping traffic and trying to make a left turn oh right? yeah right and so i almost uh i i brushed against a car oh wow but nothing happened thank goodness yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a,
0: a it's whole like, new fuck. set of dangers when you're, when you're, but doing it's the crazy.
1: Flight. Cause it's like, oh my goodness. I never thought like, uh, I thought like, oh shit, I need to go back to Santa Monica Boulevard and keep a mental note of the, of the, of the streets that have a left turn lane. Because again, mm. if you're at, because when, when there's a, depending on the size of the intersection or where I'm trying to go, if there's, if the red is, if the red, if the light is red, I'll pass the cars and I'll be the first person in line for when the light changes green and I stay off to the right, you know? Yeah. But – and with this, that's what I wanted to do because I'm at this light and the following light was the one where I needed to turn left. Uh, but yeah, man, it's weird because it's like, oh, shit. I, my handlebar, my – I didn't damage anything. It was a rubber handle. Uh, touched the car. I was like, Fuck, <laughs> they must think I'm a huge asshole right now,
0: yeah, well, speak speaking of danger, um kind of switching gears a little bit, I, I as you know i'm I'm heading to Jersey shortly. It'll be on Tuesday, which I ended up heading out, and uh, my dad arrived in Florida, and he likely
1: has coronavirus he... so let me let me rewind real quick, yeah, so. You're saying that because your dad left Illinois, he has coronavirus. No, he woke up. With, what he, is this? He woke
0: up with a sore throat this morning.
1: Okay, so I just initial, want to make sure no, that not, you weren't. No, 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 no. no. This, this I wanted to make sure there was something. Thing. I just. I wanted to make sure there was some type of evidence to this, not just could some blanket like. Oh well, well now because he's not in Illinois, like he he's definitely getting coronavirus. No, he's definitely getting. I'm coronavirus.
0: not, bro. I'm a, I'm a factual based person. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make those sort of assumptions. That's my mom's job. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, so yeah, he, he woke up with a sore throat. It could be, it could be a cold. It could be uh, the fact that the, it's a very different climate down there. We've been, we've been having 30 degree weathers. Now he's in 70, 80 degree weather. So um, that could be doing something to his nasal system. So he's getting a test. He'll, he'll find out um, hopefully in the next couple of days. But yeah, um, and then Jersey right now, New Jersey. When I leave, uh, massive, massive spikes. There might not even be a wedding at the venue. Governors are talking about closing down the East Coast again. So I have no freaking clue. I am, I am genuinely concerned, um, as I've as I've expressed before. But um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting. I don't know. I'm staying at a motel, Motel Six, with the outdoor. Uh, entry points or whatever, so I don't have to go through hallways. Basically, the only interior contact I have to have is at the front desk. So, trying to to
1: minimize my exposure. Dude, I saw this uh, meme. Uh, It was really funny because it was a picture, you know, all the restaurants now have outdoor seating or have adapted if they didn't have it before. And the, whatever restaurant it was, it had – you know those tents that uh, uh, – kind of like – you know how you, you had your setup for the uh, – your high school graduation party? You have a giant tent, yeah. but then imagine imagine if it had uh, walls, like walls obviously that were made of tarp. And then obviously – have you seen sometimes they have it – they make it look like they have windows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like that. So <laughs> – there was just me- a meme that was making fun of the facts like, wait a minute. So we are allowed to go to restaurants, but we can only go to restaurants if we sit outside. But when we're sitting outside, we're <laughs> it's also in a inside.
0: Enclosed space, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little, little, little. It's just like an oxymoron. Just, it's a, it's a, just it is like, an oxymoron. Yeah. It, it made me think of the time when um, when we had the eclipse. And I remember watching a couple of videos, YouTube videos on the eclipse right. and uh, in one place because there was – when the last time it happened or whatever, I was watching a, a clip of a, of a uh, journalist and, it, and they're like, sir what, are you, sir, what are you doing? It's like, oh, we're, we're, cov- we're covering up the pool so that the reflection as the eclipse is happening doesn't bounce off the pool and blind you. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you like I, it's the sun, bro? Like, just don't look directly <laughs> like you're gonna be fine, man.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. It's just I've weird. never heard of that.
1: It's a, it's a it's one of those things where it's like you stop and think Is like, I understand you're you're taking a precaution. Are you really thinking about what you're doing right now? Because you look like a dumbass.
0: <laughs> well, you know. Some people like to be better safe than sorry, even if there's no kind of
1: factual evidence behind it, which
0: I I understand.
1: I'm not saying you're being a dumbass. I'm not. I'm just saying the guy (sighs) that was covering up the pool is being a dumbass.
0: All right. It's just like Uh okay, yeah. uh, But speaking of dumbasses, (laughs) I had two. I had two PCC meetings yesterday. That was that was fun.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh two of
0: them well there was there was the one the it's the monthly thing that we've started doing now doing a, a pcc clergy uh gathering just to i don't even know what the fuck it's for uh but we're doing it mm-hmm. every month and then uh we're starting up a new franciscan order at the saint joseph mission church so we're including not just clergy but also lay people so that was fun the second meeting was the one that joe ran and that was that was delightful that was that was that was really really good. Um, the the one in the morning though that was that was a whole nother that was a whole nother can of worms. i mean you know there's this weird thing and maybe you can help me like parse this out where they're obsessed with um the what's it called it's not the constitution oh man um i can't remember the name that, uh, that they call the the governing principles obviously. I'm a, I'm a very good minister. But they were arguing about a particular issue with calling uh, Cass, Bishop Cass, the presiding bishop. And he's, he has been told um, by Joe and others that his leadership style is a little little too aggressive and is pushing people away, and so he wants to change it to becoming the chaplain of the bishops as opposed to the presiding bishop. And, first of all, he doesn't have any experience being a chaplain. He, he doesn't know what being a chaplain is. Joe has had, like, 17 units of chaplaincy. He is he is very familiar with the concept of what a chaplain is, but it, it requires, like, a rewriting of the the duties of what the presiding bishop used to do, as opposed to now um, it's more decentralized. They want to make it a little more Protestant, so to speak. And I just—I'm listening, and it it's just— I, it lasted an hour and a half, and it probably could have get, gotten taken care of in about 15 minutes. But then somebody ended up leaving the meeting because there it's a it's a broad range. There are people who grew up Roman Catholic. There are people who grew up Protestant. There's actually another uh, UCC guy on a, on another call on the second call. Um, but there's it's a it's a really diverse uh, group. But there are some people who are so obsessed with doctrine. And so obsessed with the the letter of the law, and one of them actually ended up leaving the the meeting about halfway through, coming back about fifteen mi- minutes later because a couple of people had texted him, "Hey, just come back." And then it was just kind of a free for all of him saying how angry and upset he was at uh, at the conversation. So it trans- transformed from like a business meeting to a therapy session. I'm like, what? what is this supposed to be? I don't... I fundamentally don't get it. it. It is... It is... Like you've said before, where you've had meetings that are just a waste of time. I got... I gathered nothing from this. I mean, aside from the fact that it's, it's totally dysfunctional when it comes to organizational leadership. Just frustrating. Just frustrating.
1: Dude, meetings are the biggest waste of time, dude. They've got to have a purpose. It's, I mean... It's... Ridiculous! It's I. I mean, everyone uh, has experienced it one way or another. Yeah. Where it's just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and yeah, just you mentioning that that it's an hour and a half and it could have lasted fifteen. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's the shit that drives me nuts.
0: Well, here's the crazy part: is that so? It's supposed to be an hour. I was assuming that it would go over just because. Cass does like to talk a lot, a lot, a lot, There's no
1: reason a meeting should be more than 15 minutes.
0: I heard the same thing over and over again, probably about a dozen times. Like, there were certain things that just kept getting repeated over and over again. Like, you know, that's what's great about our church. We're just such an open and loving church. And just look at all these people here. And we can have conversations and so on. And that just, the number of times that I heard that from Cass himself, not, not, to mention everyone else who was just kind of repeating the same thing over and over again. It's like, what are we doing here? And I was hoping, really, really hoping that about 45 minutes, it seemed like we were wrapping up. It's like, okay, well, we've taken care of the business. But then the angry guy comes back on and it lasts, it doubles the the meeting length because then it becomes a a therapy session.
1: That's why meetings last so, so long is because meetings need to just be where one person speaks until the meeting is done and that's it. But people ask stupid questions and dumb shit. And that's why meetings always take forever.
0: And it would be different if there was like a heads up as to the agenda of what the meeting is. Yeah. They sent, they send out like a preliminary agenda, but nowhere in the agenda did they talk about this particular issue. It was like reassess the role of presiding Bishop, but it was a conversation about actually changing the title and making a new position or something like that. It's like, There's no there's no communication or the communication that does exist is fatally flawed. And it just it only causes more problems than it actually solves, because I mean, I'm what like what what purpose did this have for me personally, if nothing was decided, because it's it seemed like things had gotten decided about the 45 minute mark. But then by the end, after the therapy session, we said, okay, we're not going to decide anything. So we made progress, but then by the end of the meeting we reverted all of that progress. It's like, okay, well, that just happened. All right, whatever. Dude,
1: fuck that. Fuck that. I just—it's.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll show up. Ridiculous. I'll do my, I'll do my duty, but uh, I—I'm not. You know, we got—we got a—we got, got a shout out for the the recalled podcast. So that was that was good. Uh, <laughs> And we can always we can always use the extra attention. So,
1: how many people were in this meeting? Though, is I mean, twelve. Is it was it possible? Okay, so there's twelve, yeah. and you, you, you know what you got to do. Uh one, you can't do it all the time, but every once in a while, do it where like make up some shit like, oh, uh, you know my com- my computer's acting up. <laughs> And then just turn the camera. And then just turn the camera off. I do. I do that, that without way,
0: saying anything. Every once in a while, I'll just, oh, turn the, I'll just turn the camera off.
1: That way you can like fuck around and do whatever you need to do. Maybe have it in the background or just mute it all together. or Whatever. I'll, I'll
0: do that every couple of minutes. Now the thing is that those meetings are getting recorded. So I oh. to get playback or whatever for people who weren't there at the meeting. Um, but no, dude. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I was because right now, you know, I could. I could do the exit full screen, open up my, uh, my, my browser, just, uh, check the web a little bit, you know, see what's going on on CNN, you know, and so basically the entire time, more or less, is I spent, uh, I spent just browsing the web, checking news, checking emails, stuff like that, it was totally, totally, totally pointless, it was all, and here's the thing too, that I've gotten in the habit of doing, is that for these meetings, just, um, just in case, because I... I can kind of forget some details uh, is that I've just gotten into the habit of recording all of my, my zoom meetings on my phone, just doing the audio record and uh, play it back afterwards. If there's, if there's like dates or specific things that obviously are not going to get disseminated through an email, God forbid. Um, right. So yeah, it's worked. It's been great. I've been doing that for my, my wedding, uh, my wedding zoom meetings just so, you know, cause they'll, they'll say like names of people in the wedding party and stuff like that. I'm not. I mean, even if I write it down, I'm not going to remember the specifics. So, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Cool. <laughs> I, I felt I felt like I raised elevated your stress level right now. You 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 have gone no, you have gone, no, you have I, gone I, no, from my, engaging to right now. Your your hand is in your no, head. it's not. You're no, shaking your head. It has nothing
1: to do with. Uh-huh. Uh, it has nothing to do with stress. That what that first that when I said for sure that was just like I just. I don't have anything else. I'm just like tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I can be exhausting. My experiences can so, be so exhausting, like, cool. but yeah, man, I uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can uh, do a podcast episode while I'm in Jersey. Do a do a little do a little oh, stream. Yeah. See how that's how that's going. I'm sure I'm gonna have plenty of fun stories once that happens. Oh, man. 126 people at this wedding. Are you fucking kidding me? This is... And then... Oh, uh, let me just wrap up with this really quick, and then I'll, I'll shut up. That at the wedding, they... You know how I'm somebody who likes to... Uh, I'm like, I can be a people pleaser or whatever, or a lot of times I don't really lay down, like, draw that line in the sand. I go, oh, let's, you know, we can try and work around it. you yeah. know. I... And so... I just realized a couple of days ago that they were trying to guilt-trick me into staying into the uh, from the reception all the way to the dinner or whatever, so like for 45 minutes, something like that. What I didn't realize, and I don't know if I'd mentioned this to you before, that in New Jersey, the law is that religious gatherings are permissible. You can have religious gatherings over the 10, the max 10 people, mm-hmm. as long as a member of clergy is there to officiate over... Um, some sort of religious service if the clergy chooses to stay from a wedding into the dinner and give the opening invocation then the clergy member becomes liable for whatever happens afterwards so the cops come to shut it down they can say oh no this isn't our our, we're not in charge of this the the invocation was given by the, the priest over there so go talk to him and so Joe had enlightened me to that little little nuance in the law. He said, under no circumstances are you to stay any more than a couple minutes after the, the wedding service, get a couple of photos, but then peace out. Because you do not want to be on the hook for any of that. Like, oh, man. <laughs> so now, now I've got to compose an email to the couple and um, just just uh, give them a heads up. They they don't know that. I mean, they they're trying to be polite and all that. And there's going to be plenty of great food. and I'm sure it's a it seems like a very friendly family, um, pl- very pleasant people. But bro, I, I didn't realize kind of the the legal ramifications. Part of the reason that they can have this wedding is because I'm going to be there. But then. You know, I got I gotta leave, and maybe they do know that. I, I certainly hope not. I hope I hope that they're not trying to trick me or try and like scoot around the law. But uh, yeah, I I gotta I gotta be a little more firm. In sorry, you know, I can stay a couple minutes after. Maybe grab maybe grab a, a piece of shrimp or something. And, uh, can then
1: can I give out. you some advice? Please, dude. My so I watched um, I watched the movie Moneyball. Like the last two nights, oh, great and, movie. Uh,
0: great, great movie, and
1: I love it. And one of the things that I took away from that film, from the very first time that I saw it, was the scene when Brad Pitt is teaching Jonah Hill's character how to fire somebody. Right? Oh
0: yes, right. And
1: said, you know, you, you know, would you? How would you rather die? One to the chest, or you know, or one to the head and five to the chest, and then bleed out. And so. When they ask you, can you stay or whatever, just keep it to a minimum. Say, keep it, you know, no, I cannot, blah, blah, blah. And then just keep it at that. Don't feel like you have to explain yourself. That
0: that actually – Keep it
1: short and sweet.
0: Very good advice. Very, very good advice. Because I, I was thinking – because I'm still formulating. I'm going to let them know in the email and then obviously I'll, I'll let them know at the wedding as well. But um, yeah, concise, short and sweet. One to the head. End it. I like that. Really and good. just
1: tell them, too. I mean, just straight up tell them the truth. I can't do this for these reasons. If someone gets sick, like, I'm liable and I can't have that. And, just, and then there's going to be a moment where there might be awkward silence and you just keep your mouth shut. And just, again, you don't have to, like, keep it short and sweet. Don't feel like you that you need to please them or, you know, explain any more than you have to.
0: My, my default... I will say is to uh, put put the put the responsibility off on the on the higher authority. So basically, yeah. my thing was to say, "Well, Saint Joseph Church kind of has a has a rule that I have to follow, and that's basically it."
1: Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you can do just that. Easy. You know, that I don't I, I
0: I don't really know the laws. Uh, Joe knows it much better than I do, so I'm not going to try and paraphrase it because I'll say right. something incorrect. I'm sure. So I can just say, "Church Church leadership at Saint Joseph says it's not not an option." So, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's going to be interesting it's an indoor wedding too so
1: it's a what wedding indoor wedding oh right in yeah. a ballroom yeah well good luck with that <laughs> if i don't if i don't make it victor will you take care of my family yeah. <laughs> i got my own shit to worry about they're on their own <laughs> <laughs> Oh. all right episode 173 of stupid thought until next time until next time